is going on here? There we go. Thought we were having some technical difficulties. However, as usual, we are the Noise Brigade starting off the show on the right foot and not at all awkwardly. Uh, welcome, Tom. How are you today? Doing fine, Bobby. Um, you know, we had some pretty fun episodes there doing uh, some reminiscing on video games. I really had a lot of fun with Richie there, and we'll have to do that again. Um, but today I figured let's let's kind of shift gears and let's, football season's right around the corner. That's right. Football season is starting up um, less than less than two weeks. I think uh, we'll we'll be getting a Thursday night game to kick things off this year. And then uh, the Eagles started off on the 12th and let's not pretend that that's not our, our rooting interest. Um, you know, and it, it's been a, an eventful summer. There's been, we just hit today, the, uh, the cut down day. So everybody's cut down to their 53 man rosters that, you know, it's funny. We, they say, Oh, well, this is our final roster going into the season. No, it's not. No, it's not because you're going to sign people that, that got cut or you're going to make trades. You're going to do this or do that. So, but everybody's at their base where they're going to start from to get ready for the season. And we saw some surprises. Yeah, big ones today. Um, Cam Newton. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I've been a guy that's been a fan of, of Cam Newton since he came into the league. I, I thought he carried himself well. Um, some questionable uh, outfits. But by and large, you know, he carries himself well. He, he does a lot for his community. Um, you know, he's not out there getting in trouble and, and doing everything. He's, he's one of the league's stand-up guys. Um, but, man, he's scaring me now because I have a feeling that, that he's going to go somewhere that I, I don't want to see him. Yeah, that, I, I, I'd thought about that because it was, it was rumored that, you know, he was potentially on his way out of New England. And this is, you know, prior to the Eagles obviously picking up Inshu. And, uh, you know, I was like, wow, does, does Cam actually have a fit in there, even with Flacco and, and all that mess, you know? And, and it's like, now, nah, now, nah, you know, it's all, it's all Jalen Hurts right now, right? That's, that's, our, that's our get. That's, that's what we're going to kind of, you know, strap to. And uh, then, it, then, it, then the kind of reality sets in, and it's like, uh-oh, what if he ends up in the division? <laughs> exactly. And, and that's my, my biggest concern, you know. And you look at the team's – the other teams in our division. So obviously Dallas has Dak Prescott um, and not much behind him. You know, they, they released Ben DiNucci. Uh, they released whoever their other uh, backup was. They have one guy and I can't remember his name, but um, they're counting on it. I would, I would imagine that with Dak having the injuries he had last season and the problems he had in camp and, and in the, the, uh, preseason workouts and everything they're going to want to beef up their quarterback position the, the backup yeah quarterback. because they're back up to Dak who you know we'll get into this you know Dak is coming off of an injured 2020 season um is Cooper Rush you know the the ever household name yeah that he is so yeah as much as I hate to say that I think you're spot on before we started the podcast here we're just talking kind of rundown on the show uh, yeah cam i think there's a fit right there in dallas for him i mean and even even if if by some miracle he doesn't end up in dallas look at the other two teams in a division so you've got new york who's got danny dimes 
who honestly is probably out as starter unless he really has a renaissance this season. And I just don't see it, not with that, the way that team's constructed. Their offensive line, they didn't do enough. Their defense sucks. Um, you know, really the biggest thing they have going for them is Saquon Barkley, and they've got a couple good receivers. They do have some good receivers, but they've got injuries at tight end, um, and they didn't do enough to improve along the lines. No, so, and Saquon's another one that has to stay healthy. Yeah, at this exactly. Point, you know, uh, you know, he, yeah, he's talented. He's you know top light running back, but if he's not healthy, good luck, right. New York. <laughs> and then, uh, and then looking down, you know, down I ninety five a little bit down to the wash to Washington. Um, you know, Fitzpatrick has owned us, and we'll get into this. Uh, you know, once we get into because we're going to do a week by week on on the Eagles schedule. Um, but he's, he's absolutely lit us up every time he's played us, but man, he's aging. Uh, he's in a new offense again. He has a lot of weapons around him, but I don't know that I would, you know, hang my hat on the fact that uh, he's going to be Fitz magic through an entire season. No, no, you're right. Uh, only problem with him is that he'll throw, he'll have games where he throws for 400 yards. That's just what he does. Right. And it's then ridiculous. and then he'll come back and, and he'll throw for 20 and five interception. I mean, that's, you know, an exaggeration clearly, but um, you know, he's not, he, he's not somebody that I would be willing to, to go into a season with as my starting quarterback and think, Oh, yep. He's going to be the one he's going to be the one to, to, to make it happen. Um, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, again, he's, he's great in in starts um but it's been a while since he's strung together a full season of of greatness and uh right you know granted their defense is really good too their defense is is probably the best in the division but i just don't see i could see a situation where carolina or uh yeah carolina washington picks up (laughs) him and uh and uses him as a backup just in case fitz magic tends to fizzle this year yeah, yeah, that's not a not a bad uh, not a bad guess there. Um, I think it's highly probable that he he. I think you're spot on. He'll uh, end up in the end up in a Cowboys uniform. Um, just tends to make the most sense right now. Uh, but we'll see. You know, maybe we're completely wrong here, and uh, he ends up you know somewhere we're we're not even thinking of. So yeah. So before we get into the the rundown of the season we're gonna like i said we're gonna go game by game let's just briefly run down the the 53 man roster um i know there were a couple surprises for me before the 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 53 even started getting cut down i was extremely happy to see we got uh gardner Minshew. i had mentioned it a couple weeks back i was like oh man you know what that would make a great addition to you know as a good backup for us um Obviously, I want to roll with Hertz this year. I think Hertz is the answer, but you know, God forbid something happens, he gets hurt, or or he go he just shows us by week 10 that he's not the guy. Then we have somebody that has shown they can at least play on. I mean, and he was playing with teams that as bad as we were last year, they were 10 times worse. And he had a lot of success. So I think that it's a, a win-win pickup for them, either great as a backup quarterback. Or, you know, he could work as a serviceable starting quarterback and maybe more. So I think that was a good pickup. What did did you think about Minshew? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, You know, 
uh, particularly the fact that, you know, again, I'm, I'm all in on Hertz. Um, I'm really hoping that he just flourishes this year. You know, he's uh, top of the food chain kind of all by himself. But um, I think Minshew just, you know, is a, a great serviceable backup. Um, of course, you have, you know, Flacco in the mix there too, which I think is nice just in the fact of, um, you know, Flacco can kind of have that coaching role, if you will, too. Um, he's got a lot of experience that, and a lot of winning experience too. So I think it's a really nice fit for the Eagles uh, grabbing Minshew. And, uh, you know, I made the, I put the thing in here that the, you know, and I forget who put this together, but all three main characters from Napoleon Dynamite have now worn yes. an Eagles uniform. So, yeah. So, yeah, we got Uncle Rico back there now. Finally, finally. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. So, um, no, I think, I think it's a good move. Um, but, um, you know, moving on, obviously a lot of these, you know, weren't surprises and we'll, we'll stick on the offense here. You know, yeah. like we all, we all knew Miles Sanders was coming back and, and going to be a top, a top of the, you know, running back depth chart. I mean, come on. Yeah. The, dude is, the dude is ridiculous. Um, whatever. The one, the, the, the one I, uh, um, I'm, I'm kind of curious about looking, you know, running back wise is, uh, I'm curious to see, uh, Kenny Gainwell here. I don't, I don't, do you have anything on Gainwell? Oh man, he's he's an explosive receiver out of the backfield. Um, he can move, man. He is he is very very shifty. He is very agile. I'm looking forward to to seeing what he does. There's been people out there saying that they would be surprised. They would not be surprised if he has overtaken Miles Sanders as the number one back. If Miles Sanders can't keep uh keep hold of the ball because he's been having some issues with catching and with ball security in the in the preseason and everything um mm-hmm. and in training camp and they were they were saying look man Nick Sirianni's offense is very much predicated on on bubble screens and and screen passes to the running backs and stuff like that so kind of like a west coast offense like we saw under Andy Reid almost um but obviously modified and um so they were saying that there's a chance Kenny Gainwell could take significant snaps from Miles Sanders. Uh, I don't think it'll go that far. I think he'll be an integral part of the offense, but I don't think he's taken over for Miles Sanders. Um, but when you throw Boston Scott in there, I think that that's a good mix. I am surprised that they didn't keep a guy like Jordan Howard around. Uh, I thought he he really, you know, showed his drive and showed his skills in the preseason and in the, in the, um, you know, the, um, joint practices and stuff. And I'm very surprised. I I will be surprised if they don't, he's, he's a guy that they don't bring back, um, at some point down the line, uh, assuming he wants to come back to the team, but I would love to see him back on the team at some point. Yeah, no, I, I've always liked, um, I've always liked Jordan Howard, um, so that was kind of a, like I said, kind of a surprise to me as well, but you know, um, I, I do like who they have right now in the 53 man. So, um, no pun intended. I think they will be fun to run with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, wide receivers. I mean, we don't have to go like person to person here, but, um, you had made a comment, you know, uh, and I kind of agree with you, uh, before we started doing this, um, look like old white sides coming back. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe JJ Ortega white sides coming back. I kind of thought his time was done. Uh, I did. I, I was watching the preseason game, the final one against the Jets, and I did think that he had a nice catch and run. Um, and then, you know, on the very next play, he turned around on the kickoff and went and just absolutely smashed it going down the field. Um, 
if he stays, I, I can, I don't know, man. I, I don't, I think his, his grip on a, on a spot is tenuous at best. I was surprised they only stayed with five receivers. Typically, you know, they'll go with six. They went really light on, um, on receivers, but I think what they might do and what I would love to see them do. And I don't, I don't know if they will or not, but, um, Prashad Perriman got let go by the Lions. And I think he could be a guy that they might sign to replace him. Or even, um, you know, like we talked about, there's going to be guys that are going to be put on IR. There's going to be guys that are going to be put in different, uh, with different designations that's going to open up some roster spots. And I could see um, Ortega Whiteside maybe getting, maybe getting uh, cut even now that the Eagles have seen that Brashad Perriman's out there and he could add something to the roster. Yeah, no, I agree. And the other thing too, moving, you know, as, as far as, uh, you know, uh, catching goes, um, Eagles have always, you know, done this last several years, very tight end heavy. Um, and, and a lot of that I think is in fact, yeah, Earths has always been, you know, a top flight uh, tight end and obviously go there has, you know, um, shown that he, he is too. Um, but really, you know, go back the last several years, the Eagles just have not been um, deep in wide in, in wideouts. So they've had to rely on the running backs catching balls out of the backfield, and they've had to rely on the tight ends um, for a lot of their passing game. So um, I, I, you, you had mentioned this before, um, Tyree Jackson. Um, I know he's not going to be uh, starting the year, but, man, um, I'm excited to see this guy. Absolutely. Tyree Jackson, I think, is going to be your replacement for Zach Ertz next year. Um, obviously, Ertz, you know, had his falling out with the front office. And to his credit, man, he hasn't pulled a Carson. He hasn't pulled a, a Ben Simmons and said, get me out of here. I'm not going to play for you. He said, you know what? I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'm going to work my butt off and I'm going to show you that I deserve that new contract. I'm not going to resign but I'll play out my contract with you. Um, and honestly, uh, that's all you can ask for. That's he, he's being the consummate professional. Um, but I think that with Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, um, Tyree Jackson and, and Jack Stoll, I think what will probably happen is after week one, the Eagles will put Tyree Jackson on IR, um, which will allow him to come back. I think it's week seven or week eight, and then they'll end up signing Richard Rogers and what that'll do for him is, I believe it's a, it's either after week one or after week two. Um, the way the CBA works out is that you can sign people, you can sign veterans to the veteran veteran minimum, and it doesn't it's not guaranteed. Um, so it's a way for teams to get away, get around having to pay out guaranteed money to somebody that they may or may not keep on the roster long term. Um, but I think Richard Rodgers will be back, and you know it, it'll be interesting to see what they do with tight end. It, going forward through this season. Um, kind of looking at the line um, again, we're not, I don't have to necessarily go into any of these, um, but obviously good to see Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks and Jason Kelsey all back. Um, you know, and obviously a lot of the, the, the star wall star waltz that have been there for, you know, uh, years now. Um, so that that's great. You know, I, I think we're, you know, um, uh, still, still, uh, still with room for improvement there. Um, but, you know, it's just good to, you know, have a little bit of continuity at, at the same time. Um, so yeah, what's I, your take on the line this year? So we went line heavy, which is good because all the injuries we had last year, I can definitely see a situation where an Andre Dillard gets traded 
um, which would free up a spot for one of the guys we cut. Cause we, you know, that's the one, the one good thing about this team. And the bad thing at the same time is we had so much talent along the line that we ended up having to cut some players that I really liked. Um, Sua Opeta and LaRaven Clark come to mind. Um, either one of them I, I could see back with the team pending a, a trade of Andre Dillard. Now, I will they trade him? I don't know because I don't know if they're going to get what they think he's worth. But at this point, I think we can cut bait with him. Um, it sucks to admit that a first-round pick was not who we thought he was, but I just don't think he has the makeup. Um, geez, Lily, stop snoring. Sorry, you can... <laughs> hear that um but uh you know when he was told he was going to play right tackle instead of left tackle and he instead of trying to go out and do his best he started making excuses right away and i don't think that's the kind of guy that they want on this team i know it's not a guy that i would want on my team um you know you're a professional football player you're played to pay you're paid to play tackle whether it's left tackle right tackle you know north tackle south tackle you're paid to play on the offensive line. You should, and to pay as much as they're paying for him to, to be a backup for one position on the line where you've got five positions that you need filled in case of an emergency. He just doesn't fit on the team to me. All right. Um, defensively, um, you know, again, again, we've got some guys that are, you know, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, and then some of these, obviously these, Great players that, you know, I'm, I'm obviously, you know, I, I love the, the people that are around for a while. You know, I think that's the, the part of the, the best part about being a Philly sports fan is that, you know, the, these players that are with you or they, they leave and they come back, you know, they, they just, those are the people that, you know, they know they really truly love the team. Um, but there are some, uh, you know, um, again, uh, kind of like I said, but the O-line, some room for improvement. Um you know, I'm 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 excited to uh, kind of see what happens here with um, uh, uh, just you know what they do this year. Um, yeah. You know, because I, I and again, I know this is kind of going to sound very you know open ended, but if this defense can just stay healthy and just keep on it, that's obviously what's going to drive the Eagles, mainly in the sense of. Not that I don't trust, you know, Hurts, you know, putting up, uh, you know, offensive spectacles every game and, and all that. I just don't want to lean on that. <laughs> right. No, <laughs> you yeah. know, I, so, and I'll get that whenever we get into the thing, I, I, there's a couple times where I come up and I, I honestly think that, you know, yeah, that the old adage is true. Defense is going to end up winning some games. And um, I think a lot of the Eagles success this season, um, take that or leave that however you want it, we'll, we'll get into it really hinges on 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 the defense this year yeah i agree and and what you're looking at if you you know we if we look at the uh the ends and the tackles as a whole if we look at that unit that all that defensive line you know obviously your defensive tackles you've got fletcher cox and javon hargrave are your top two um and in the past when jim schwartz was in charge of the defense you know he would be throwing he called them fastballs. You know, he would get different players in every, every play, every play you're getting fresh rushers. Um, but I think Cox and Hargrave, and then uh, we had a, a rookie this year, uh, Milton Williams, who's coming in out of Florida, outstanding talent can play defensive end can play up the middle. Um, I think he's going to show a lot. 
I think having Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave healthy at the same time is going to, is going to sure up the middle. Um, And then, you know, adding a guy like Ryan Kerrigan and seeing how, how he can help the young guys because he's still got stuff in the tank. He's still got juice in the tank, man. Brandon Graham still has juice in the tank, but then you got young guys too, like Derek Barnett, who's yet to take that next step, but could very well this year, this could be the breakout year. Josh sweat is another one young guy, high motor, super talented could really take off this year. I'm very excited to see where this, where these players go. Um, I will say they went a little light on defensive tackle, only having four in. Um, we do have T.Y. McGill, who was put on the reserve COVID list. So, you know, technically, I guess they have five, but it's, uh, you know, it, it's the strength of the team for a reason. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what Jonathan Gannon's defense can do and uh, seeing how he how he plays with his defensive fronts. Yeah, no, agreed. And, and you know, uh, at corner, uh, again, I'm, I don't know. I'm a big Darius Slay fan. I'm kind of hoping that, you know, he puts up. Um, and again, even Avante Maddox out there and um, at safety, Rodney McLeod, man, I, I was a big fan of, uh, of his and, and I'm just really hoping that he kind of keeps it up and, you know, actually proves that, yeah, maybe in the, you know, um, in the uh, defensive, uh, uh, defensive passing game that uh, we can, you know, pick some balls and have at it. I, you know, I, I agree. And I, and I think, the new the up the defensive front so our our defensive line our defensive ends i think are going to help out uh the backfield a lot and, and you know you've got steve nelson as your new cornerback too we've got zach mcpherson who i think is going to develop into a good cornerback um and then rodley mcleod is going to be back it looks like week one so i'm happy about that we signed anthony harris from minnesota i think he's going to be good um, Devon Wallace will develop. Marcus Epps is going to continue to develop. One area that, that you skipped and, and that I'm really excited to see how it works out this year, and I we haven't been able to say this for a long time, um, and that's going to be our linebackers. Yes, yes. Because uh, we've got a lot of young talent at linebacker, and Jonathan Gannon has a very aggressive um, – mentality when it comes to his linebackers so i'm very interested to see how this actually plays out and and where it where it goes from here it could be yeah. it, it could be the surprise of the team um, i think eric wilson is going to be you know a true get here i think he really showed growth the last couple seasons in minnesota um you know he's you know got the ability you know obviously to pick too so he um yeah, I, I think uh, this could possibly be one of those. You're, I think you're, you're spot on. Uh, this could, this, this could be the, the 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 crown jewel, if you will, of the defense. Yeah, it is and I'm not saying him necessarily, but his line, but any any of the linebackers, really. Yeah, and it's been a position for the past. I mean, God, for since Seth Joyner and and Byron Evans were here, you know, and well, okay, we'll we'll go up to to trot. So when Trot was here, he was the last linebacker that I could name that you could say, oh, man, he's he's a stud. You know, uh, Michael Kendricks had his flashes. Jordan Hicks had his flashes, but they weren't guys that that you looked at and you were like, you know what? If I'm on the offense, I'm afraid to play against that guy. And we really haven't yeah. had that since Trotter was here. 
But I no, I agree. I feel like no, this team, you know, this this linebacking core, I think is is really going to step up and and show you know sh- surprise some people. Um, going to special teams, um, you know, Jake Elliott's back. Um, you know, I, solid kicker. Um, you know, it, it, that's the one thing. You know, we went through. I always look back at it and say, you know, you had so much consistency in years past at that position. And then it was a little wishy-washy. And, and, and now we're, you know, hopefully back to some actual years-long consistency here. So, well, um, it, Elliot, honestly, I'll tell you what, I, and I feel confident in saying this, I don't have any insider knowledge, but if his contract wasn't guaranteed for what it was guaranteed for, he'd have been gone after this, after last year. Um, last year he could not hit a normal, like a, a kick. He, it was like he had the yips. Um, there were games where it was a 35 yarder and he was shanking it and he had issues from all over the field, especially with short kicks though, which was really weird. Um, but I think based on partly on the fact that, you know, they wanted to give him another year, um, and partly based on, or mostly rather based on, the amount of guaranteed money he had in his contract, they they kind of felt compelled to give him another year. And I think it's going to pay off. I think he's going to get back that consistency. I think maybe it was just a down year. Um, but I, I still, if for no other reason, that 61-yarder against the Giants that really turned around the 2017 season, I feel like you have to give him another shot. Um, yeah, I agree. So – you know, but um, where it's going to be interesting, you know, we bring Rick Lovato back, the, the long snapper. I want to see uh, Aaron Sippos, who's our new punter. Um, I think the I think the Eagles really screwed up. I think they thought that, um, and I'm I'm blanking on his name. Uh, the punter was I thought I think they thought he was going to come back, and he he didn't. And so I think they were scrambling. He looks like he's going to be pretty decent. So let's, we'll give him a chance. But, uh, you know, if your yeah. season hinges on whether or not you sign the right punter, I think maybe you have bigger problems. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, this guy uh, is the Australian footballer. He plays college Auburn. Um, we'll see. I, you know, you know, whatever. That was one of those things that, like you just said, uh, hopefully it doesn't matter a lot. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. Was it Cameron Johnston? Was that who it was? Yes. 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 I wanted to say Dirk Johnson, but he was um, back. <laughs> he was back there in Andy Reed's time. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. And that's my, <laughs> that's my 2K5 uh, kicking in. <laughs> um, so yes. Thank you for, for, looking that up for me because I, I would have felt like, yeah, a- I was, yeah, I was, I was, I was blank on the name too. I had to figure it out. So, um, all right, let's, uh, we'll kind of go through, um, the schedule here. Uh, and, and you, you and I were, were on the same page for, for a lot of this, but we do have some differences. And, um, so what do you think week one, we'll go through this week by week and until we hit the rest of the end of the season. So week one Eagles are at Atlanta. All right. So, not going to get a lot of love for this, but, uh, but I'm going to go with a loss. Um, and I've kind of written up a little, little reason why for each of these games. So I'm going to read it and uh, see what you think. Uh, so for some reason, the Falcons always seem to have our number in Atlanta, which is true. I, I can't remember. And I'm sure that we've won more recently than I can remember in Atlanta. Um, 
but we could be coming in this game 16 and 0 with the best overall team in the league and somehow they would figure out a way to beat us. The Eagles in 1993 coming into Atlanta at 7 and 2 come to mind when we then went on to lose 7 straight and finish 7 and 9 and cost uh Rick Co- or Rich Cotite his job which you know silver linings and all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think our defense is going to look good in this game. I just think that Kyle Pitts has a is going to give their give the Falcons offense a dimension that we're not ready to account for yet. I think he's going to go off, and I think that we're we're going to end up losing this game, and we'll start the season zero and one. All right, so I, I I differ on this one, and and I and I have no rationale. Like you actually gave good reasons. I don't. Other than I just think they'll start Eagles will start hot. Um, I don't I don't think it'll be a blowout. I certainly don't. I think it'll be a close game. Um, maybe within a field goal, you know, one of those, you know, 17, 14 type instances. Um, I think defense, uh, comes up big, um, on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, and I, I'm probably wrong. Um, but I'm just, um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for a week one win because that's what I want, you know? Um, so I'm going with my heart on this one and I'm going to say week one win close game though. Okay. I mean, and honestly, I could see it going either way. I, I just feel like without getting any first team or without getting any actual game reps um, in the preseason, I don't think the offense is going to come out sharp. I, I think Hertz is going to get off to a little bit of a stumbling start, but I think it's, it's going to, it'll pick up, which you'll see in the coming weeks. So for week two, we've got the Niners coming to Philly. And I think this is where the Eagles get their first one of the season and Trey Lance, Jimmy G it doesn't matter. The Eagles offense picks it up here. They rough, rough up a stunned Niners defense in the home opener. Nick Bosa is going to make some plays on defense. He's going to you know get through and disrupt a couple of things, but by and large, our line's going to do its thing. They're going to pave the lane for our running backs. Our wide receivers are going to be able to get open against their defensive backs. And Hertz looks like QB Eagles from Tecmo Super Bowl. <laughs> so at this point, some of the more excitable of our fan base start looking up where the Super Bowl is getting played this year. And they start looking for hotels. We're going to be one and one after week two. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, this was when I was complete agreement with you. I think, you know, they're at home, home opener, Eagles go off. Um, Hurts just, you know, you know, runs up the numbers. Um, yeah, I completely agree with that assessment. Um, I do think um, uh, that, that there's going to be some issues there, maybe more in the passing game. I'm thinking this is going to be a straight up, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of on ground game, whether it's um Hertz's legs or, you know, Miles Sanders or whoever it may be. But I, I think they they take the home opener and uh, they come out on top here by at least a couple of touchdowns and uh, two O start for the Eagles. All right. Now, this one, this one, I'm going to make you say say what I what I picked this game because it hurts my heart to say those words. Yeah. Um, you and I both thought this, um, that the Eagles will play the Cowboys week three in Dallas, and we both bet they're going to lose. So let me, let me preface it by saying that it really hinges on who's under center. Um, if Dak is playing, we're going to lose, I, th- I think. I think we're going to lose. Um, I mean, you play the game because you never really know. But if he can't shake the injuries or if he – and it's going to depend too on whether or not Cam is there. Um, 
I just I feel like can't I feel like Dak will play that our defense is still trying to put it together. Um, I think the Cowboys are just gonna are are gonna beat us. I, I think they will. I don't think their defense is as improved as people think. Um, they certainly improved their linebacking core, but I think that their line and their their defensive backfield just aren't as good as ours. Um, but after this game, everybody who was looking at the hotels in Miami, uh, because that's where the Super Bowl is this year, is is trying to get a refund. Um, <laughs> and you know, it's just going to be a tough. It's going to be a tough game. I think we do lose and we fall to one and two. Yeah. This to me, this game completely hinges on Dak. So and his health. If that to me, you know, Dak's a proven four thousand plus yard or forty touchdown type quarterback in a season. Um, uh, you know, obviously we're not Cowboys fans, but you can respect the player, um, his talents, and uh, he's certainly a very talented quarterback. So as long as he's healthy, I, I just don't see the Eagles winning in Dallas. I hate to say it, but I just think that is the case now. Even if, let's say, the Cowboys do pick up Cam Newton as a backup, Dak, Dak's not healthy. I honestly think week three is still too early for Cam to have really figured out everything going on in the Cowboys offense. Just just a hunch. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe enough for the Eagles to squeak that one out, but I could be wrong. Um, anyway, I, I predict Dak is healthy and the Eagles lose and go to two and one for my prediction here. All right. So that brings us to week four. And uh, this is going to bring the Kansas city chiefs to town where, I mean, no surprise here. I, I don't think we win this game. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a case of playing a team that's not only on another level, they're in an entirely different galaxy. You know, they come into this game and, and they rough us up. It's over in the third quarter. You know, they, they just, they beat us. We're one and three, and the dumber among us are calling for Minshew Mania too. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say much on this other than Mahomes is going to absolutely throttle the Eagles. Um, yeah, there's not much to say. Yeah, uh, that the, to me at this point after week four they'll be down to two and two. So I'm a little more optimistic than you are at least. Yes, I have, yes. I have, a, I have a 500 right now, quarter way or at least through week four. Yeah. So at this point, yeah, you, you're you're a little more optimistic than me. Um, but th- this is, this is where we're going to start picking it up a little bit. Um, so week five, we're at the Panthers and I think this is a win. I think this is a win. Uh, we're going to get back in the fir- in the win column for the first time since September. Uh, Sam Darnold doesn't scare me. I don't think he scares the Eagles defense. Um, the only person who on that team who does scare anybody is Christian McCaffrey. And I think he's going to have a good game but I don't think he's going to be enough to carry the team on his back. And I think we get back in the win column and move to two and three. Okay. So I, I, I agree. I think the Eagles take this one at Carolina. Um, they'll be um, going to, um, you know, pull out the win uh, in the sense of, I don't think Dan Darnold's going to be a miracle worker in this one. Um, I just think the defense, you know, on both sides keeps this one close. Um, and I, I think this game's a close game, but uh, I think the Eagles pull out the, pull out the win and uh, they'll go to three and two after week five. All right. So week six, this is another, another one. This is a similar situation, similar game to the cheap game. We at the bucks coming to Philly and it, you know, everything I said about that game applies to this game. You know, there's, 
Tom Brady comes to town. There's no Philly special. You know, they they make short work of us. We show a little bit more fight than we did against the Chiefs, but at the end of the day, they still they still wipe the floor with us and drop us to two and four. Yeah, I uh, I think the same thing here. Week six, um, the, the drop to me, they drop to three and three. Um, the my, my guess is here for um, the fact that of what you just said. Look, Tom Brady's Tom Brady. Um, I, I just think they, they they kind of at the end of the day, this is uh, another another round for him to continue his dominance. So yeah, after week six, back to three and three. All right, so week seven, this is where I get to be optimistic. So we go out to the Death Star out in Las Vegas and face the Raiders. And, uh, I think it's I think it's gonna be a tough game. Um, it could really go either way. Where I see it, where I see the the major difference is we're going to be coming off playing the Buccaneers. Um, you know, a tough team, one that we really have to try and get up for. And the Raiders are coming off of playing the Broncos. And I don't think the Broncos are going to be anything this year. I think the Broncos are going to be one of the worst teams in the league. Um, Drew Locke looked good in preseason, but I don't see him taking the next step during the regular season. I think he's going to be okay this season, but I don't think the Broncos are going to be tough. Um, so I think that, you know, they're, the Raiders won't have to really play too hard against the Broncos and I think they're going to come in maybe a little bit slow after that game. And the Eagles are going to be pissed off after getting the crap kicked out of them by uh, by the Bucks. So I think this is where we get back in the win column and uh, we go up to three and four. And uh, this is where I, I kind of continue the downward spiral for a little bit here. I, I honestly think that after um, Tom Brady, you know, shows who he is in week six, that the uh, Eagles just can't get anything going. They're on the road. Um, I think their car just goes bananas um, in this game, you know, 300 plus yard game. And the birds just, just can't get anything going. You know, I'm not saying they look bad, but I think they lose. And uh, I think that drops them to three and four. So at this point, we're both um, even on the, on the record, both three That's and right. four. Yeah. So, which brings us to week eight. And this is where the Eagles go to Detroit, to Motor City to face the hapless Lions. Um, this one's much easier for me to call. I know the Eagles are just going to beat the crap out of them. Jared Goff starts questioning at halftime why God hates him. And, uh, <laughs> everybody who was looking for the hotel rooms and airfare to Miami starts looking again. And Minshew Mania, too, has been put on indefinite, indefinite hiatus at this point. The Eagles move to four and four. Yeah, my, my take is here is I completely agree. The Eagles move back up to 500, back to four and four. I honestly think that the Lions, Jared Goff, is basically the only one suiting up. And uh, he thinks he can, you know, try to make that team, you know, decent. It just doesn't happen. The Lions are awful at this point. I'd be surprised if they have more than a couple of wins, if that. And uh, I think the Eagles exploit every single weakness. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to make a prediction on the score. I just think they, they beat them up pretty good. And, uh, yeah, move up to 500. All right. So week nine, Chargers at the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think this is going to be a loss. Um, you know, as well as they played the last two weeks, the Chargers are able to shake off the jet lag and beat the Eagles in a close game. Justin Herbert and Jalen Hurts both have great games. Joey Bosa, though, gets revenge for his brother, manages to cause the nice uh, little fumble and then recover it on what should have been the Eagles game winning drive. 
Eagles fall to four and five, and the plans for the Nick Sirianni statue are put on hold. <laughs> and I think this ends up being a close game. Um, I think I think Justin uh, Haybear proves that he's a better quarterback for now. Um, I think down the road here, Jalen Hurts is going to end up, you know, proving me wrong on that statement. But at this point, I think he just proves that he's the better the better QB, and the Eagles drop to four and five. All right. Week, week 10. So we both have them at four and five. Yep. Week 10, Eagles are at the Broncos. You and I both picked a win. So what do you got on this one? So I think this is a, a big bounce back game for the Eagles. Um, I think Drew, Drew Locke's going to be inconsistent. The Eagles defensive backs are going to have their best game of the season. I think we get two interceptions. Kenny Gainwell, this is going to be the first game of the season where he outgains Miles Sanders, you know, in, in total yards and scrimmage. Um, and he starts making himself more of a fixture in the offense. I do think Patrick Sertain, the second, snags a pick six off of uh, Jalen Hurts on the first Eagles drive. But I think at the end of the day, we win the game. Birds are birds are back at five and five and back at 500. Yeah, I, this is one I agreed with you there, too. Um, I think they, they win this one. I, I just don't think Drew Locke is going to be much of anything this year. Um, I completely agree um, with, you know, the, his, you know, I just, you know, I, I think he's going to be inconsistent throughout the season. I think this is a game where he'll be inconsistent. Eagles will, will exploit that. Um, I, I don't see this necessarily, while it shouldn't be a close game, uh, I just have a, a sneaky suspicion that it will be. Um, and I think that more or less rise on the, uh, on the defense on this one. Um, but they, 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 they get the win on the road and go back to uh, 500 at 5-5. Five and five. So this next game, week 11, with the Saints, you know, as we, as we talk about this, New Orleans is a place where Cam could end up as well. And, um, I mean, that would certainly change my outlook on this game. But uh, as I have it, I have the Eagles winning with the Saints coming to Philly. And, you know, that's they're going to march in, and that's where it, it fun ends for them. Uh, Eagles give a repeat performance of their win over the Saints from last year, but this time it isn't because Hurt surprises anyone. He's had a great start to the season, and this is where his season solidifies. The whole team is clicking. The offensive game plan is working like a well-oiled machine, and the defense has come together. There's still some mistakes made in the secondary, and they're not world beaters, but the Eagles are a solid team, and it shows as they move on to six and five. Yeah, with Breeze being gone, you know, he was there for such a long time, and, you know, we can we can talk about Cam potentially showing up there. Uh, I, I just, you know, if he's not there, I just don't see them having much going for them this season. Um, again, I could be wrong. I just just my speculation, but I think that's a fair assessment. I think Cam could end up there. Um, but I, let's say he's not there. I will just go with kind of what we had, not knowing what we knew today. Um, I think the Eagles take this fairly easily, being a home game. Uh, they don't have to worry about somebody that could potentially throw for 400 yards and five touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> so they'll move to six and five. Although, you know, with, with Jameis Winston there, he could throw for 500 yards and five touchdowns, but the five touchdowns would be to the other team. Exactly. <laughs> um, now this next game, week 12, Eagles at the Giants. The funny thing about this is I initially had this as a loss for the Eagles. Um, after I went through and I was calculating everything, I just – I don't feel like the Giants are going to be good enough this year. I think they're going to be the worst team in the division, 
and I don't think they have enough juice to beat the Eagles, even at even at home. I don't think they have enough juice. Um, what's interesting about this game too is that this is the first of two straight games at MetLife Stadium because the Eagles play the Giants in Week 12 and then the Jets in Week 13. And I think um, the Eagles actually it, it's it's a close one, but I think they win this game and improve to seven and five. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, this is one I, I thought a little bit differently on in the sense of I think rolling into MetLife uh, needing at this point to me, you know, they're six and five, uh, needing a much needed division win, and um, they don't get it. And uh, at this point, you know, everyone's kind of freaking out because they're back to 500, six and six, you know, getting later in the season. And uh, I would say that the playoffs are starting to look in doubt, but until everyone kind of looks back up and it's like, oh, they, they played the Jets next. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So uh, we roll into week 13 against the Jets, and I'm pretty sure that this game is, is an Eagles win. Um, you know, the, Jet, the Jets are already dealing with a lot of injuries on both sides of the ball, uh, particularly on both lines, offensive and defensive. You've got a rookie quarterback. I think this is where Milton Williams has his coming out party. I think he's getting two sacks and a forced fumble. Um, and I think that the offense is just going to just gonna roll and the Eagles are going to roll to victory and improve to eight and five as they head into the bye week. Uh, I don't have much on this. It's the Jets. The Eagles will win, move to seven and six. All right. So week 14, we get a bye week. Um, yeah, I, this is, I, this is my, my guess here. Something crazy is going to happen. There's going to be – some weird injury. There's going to be, I'm not, no, that's the Eagles. I'm just saying something weird, you know, someone's going to get arrested. Uh, something, <laughs> something's going to happen. <laughs> so, fans are going to get arrested at Gardner Minshew's house for trying to uh, clip off his mustache. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> something, something weird, something weird in the NFL is going to go down during the Eagles bye week. I don't know what it is. And they're right. not even involved the Eagles, but that's, I'm, I'm, that's my Nostradamus moment. Okay. All right, week 15, Washington at Philadelphia. And, you know, we talked about it um, a little bit with, with where does Cam Newton fit in the, in the NFC East. Um, and Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think his run of success against the Eagles ends this game. I don't think it's an easy win for the Eagles, but I do think it's a win. It's going to be a defensive struggle, and I feel like Jake Elliott's going to be having his best season since 2017 and in the most high-pressure kick he has all season, he comes through to put them ahead. As time expires, the Eagles win the game. So this one, I, I think the Eagles do win this. Um, they move up to eight and six. However, I think that uh, Hurts just goes bananas and just runs all over the, the football team. Um, I don't know um, what he does, but I, I think he um, just has a – maybe not a career game on this one, but he just really – you know, he's really locked in at this point and just runs all over Washington. Eagles win. I like that better than mine. Yeah, I'm just being I'm being I'm being hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So week 16, the Giants come to Philly looking to avenge their uh, looking to avenge their their loss earlier this season. And it doesn't happen. The Eagles get a season sweep of the New York football Giants. Danny Dimes gets turned into Danny Pancake. He throws a pick <laughs> six, gets sacked four times. The defense absolutely just smashes the Giants. The offense runs roughshod over them, and they help. They hold Saquon Barkley in check. 
He doesn't break the 100-yard mark. The Eagles improve to 10-5. and five. So after I call the Week 12 a loss, um, I, this is where I think the Eagles exact their revenge. Uh, they knew they weren't supposed to lose that game at MetLife. So back at the link, they, uh, they, they, they take the, the Giants down. I think it'll end up still being a close game um, just because at this point in the season, you're, you're toward the end here. Um, I do believe the NFC East is going to be close, um, even with uh, potentially uh, a really bad team like the Giants thrown in the mix. Uh, but I still think they'll, they'll be hanging around long enough to make it interesting. Eagles get the win and move up to nine and six. All right. Brings us to week 17 Eagles at Washington. So, you know, not too far between games for these guys. And I think that, uh, unfortunately for the Eagles in front of the home crowd, Ryan Fitzpatrick transforms back into Ryan Fitzmagic. He rekindles his dominance of the Eagles and manages to throw the Washington faithful on a fantastic two minute drill touchdown to win the game. Drops the Eagles to 10 and six with a showdown with Dallas looming. Yeah. So this is where I, I think, you know, the Eagles show up. I don't think Hertz does what I think he's going to do while Washington's at home or excuse me, while Washington plays the Eagles at the link. Um, but while they're at Washington, uh, it's not quite a repeat of that performance. Um, but I think they, uh, they put Washington's number again. And I, I, I just think uh, this is going to be one of those games where, the uh, I kind of agree with you on this one. Close game, uh, defense, defensive uh, performance on both sides, um, and uh, I think the Eagles pull it out. Though again, one of those games by less than a touchdown. The Eagles move to ten and six. All right. So at this point, going into Week 18, we both have the Eagles at ten and six. All right. Going into Week 18, final game of the season, Cowboys in Philly, and. We went different directions on this one. Mm-hmm. So uh, it all comes down to this. There's a high probability that the outcome for this game will determine who wins the NFC East, whether it's one of the teams who's playing in the game or whether it's Washington. Again, I think the Giants are going to be god-awful this year. I don't think that they're even in it at this point. Um, but I think when it comes down to it, Jalen Hurts and the offense put up a heroic effort on the last day of the season. They send the fans home happy. They send the Cowboys back to Big D, holding the Big L, and the Eagles end the season at 11-6. and six. This is the one I, I differ on based on one thing and one thing only. If Prescott is healthy, I think this is the one that they'll lose by a field goal at home and they end up finishing out the year at 10-7. and seven. Now, do I think that that would happen at home? Of course not. But I, I really think if he stays healthy the entire year, that he's going to put up career numbers. He, he will. I mean, I think he, I think that highly of him now. I don't want him to, um, you know, I certainly don't want to see him get hurt. You know, I don't want to wish that on anybody. Right. But, um, you know, I just really think he puts up a career, uh, season in 2021, especially after, you know, being shelved, uh, for part of last year. Now he's not healthy though. I really would change my guess here to an easy, not an easy, an easier win anyway, um, you know, for the Eagles. But yeah, I think they finish out at 10 and seven. Now, I, I'm not going to go ahead and at this point and make any playoff predictions. I can see the Eagles as like a nine or 10 win team. You know, I, yeah. I don't know. May, maybe 11. It's, it, it's interesting. I think that like you're right, the division is set between, between them, the Cowboys and Washington. 
a lot if it does depend on if can Fitzpatrick, you know, be Fitzmagic, like you said, and his Dax stay healthy, you know. Right. But, um, everything else is in the Eagles' hands at that point, you know. That's that's how I feel. I mean, and that and that's you know these these standings as we came up with them, of course, take you know they take place in a vacuum, not taking really account aside from what we mentioned, not really taking account for injuries stuff like that. Um, and I was probably a little optimistic with my with my picks, and just and I base that on the fact that if if I look at the teams. Um, if I look at the Eagles and I say, uh, well, you know, looking at this roster, I'm thinking I'd say eight wins, nine wins, but honestly they could go. I feel like they could go anywhere realistically from eight and nine to 11 and six. And I think that those are realistic numbers just based on looking at the schedule and looking at, and, and obviously, you know, 11 and six is a super best case scenario, super optimistic. Do I think that it'll happen now? I, I, Honestly, I, I can't imagine that that they will. Um, but you know, running down the schedule like we did, it's something that could happen. And you know, I, I'm not I'm not one of those people that's going to go into a season like, oh man, we suck, and and you know, spend the season just miserable. I'm going to go no. into the season hoping that my team does well and, and optimistic that they're going to play well. Um, you know, if it was a, if it was a situation where last year we went zero and sixteen. Then yeah, maybe I'd be a little bit more, uh, a little bit more worried. I'd be a little bit more down on the team if we wouldn't have made the major changes we made. If we if we would have kept Carson, if if Doug would have still been here, um, I'd have been a little bit more down on the team. But seeing what we did in the off season, um, just seeing the way that the team is really rallying around Jalen Hurts and and just hearing all the stories come out of camp and out of out of the OTAs and everything. The guys love him, man, and you can't you can't ignore when guys respect a player like that when they that's somebody they're going to want to play for, and that does something to a team. I you know obviously I never played it at at high levels of any sports, but when you when when you have teammates like that, they make you want to perform better, and they make you into better players just by being there and just with their presence. So I could definitely see that being a case with the Eagles this year. Right. No, I agree. And I, I really think Jalen Hurts, I made this comment to over text message at one time. You even made the QB Eagles reference here. Uh, I think he's the second coming of Randall Cunningham for the team. Um, I really do uh, love the, you know, the, 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 the total package that he, that he brings. Um, you know, obviously I'm, I'm hoping that he stays healthy. Um, but, you know, I, I, I do like the fact that, you know, Minshew's out there now for us and uh, we're not really having to worry about, you know, and I'm not knocking the guy, but players like Nate Sudfeld. <laughs> right. Or, or, you know, Clayton Thorson or um, Matt McGloin. Yeah, exactly. There's, you know, there's a little bit more hope there whenever you have depth. And, you know, the Eagles are well-rounded this year with young talent bringing back some veterans that I've, I've liked for a long time and glad to see, obviously, you know, uh, the Brandon Brooks's and the Jason Kelsey's of the world back. And um, I just think it'll be a, it'll be a better than mediocre season. I can't predict playoffs, but you know, you and I both know that anymore, it doesn't take much to make the playoffs. <laughs> so, yeah, no, honestly. And, and the thing is, there's no reason why 
the Eagles can't be right in the thick of the the race for the NFC East. And if you win the NFC East, you go to the playoffs. Yep. yep. You know, I'm not I'm not saying they will win the the NFC East, and I'm not saying that even if they get to the playoffs, I'm not saying that they'll do anything. It could be a one and done. But the fact of the matter is, this division is not great. And who, no. you know, it's it's really anybody's division to win except for the Giants because the Giants suck. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's a, I think it's a, a three-team race. Um, I'm not going to say I, I, I do, I do think the Giants, uh, you know, kind of throw a wrench in the in the plans. Maybe, maybe not just the Eagles. I think they, I think they throw a couple surprises out there and kind of upset the balance of the three-team race, if you will. Um, oh, absolutely. I mean, and but that's they, but they won't be up top. You know, There's right? Nobody. Like, you know, I say the Giants suck, but the fact of the matter is, when it's the the NFC East teams. And any real any division rival teams really across the NFL have a tendency to play up to the better team that they're playing in their division. So you know, while you know the, the Giants might play the the Raiders and just get absolutely demolished, but they could play the Cowboys and the Cowboys could be you know ten and zero, and they're going to make it a game and they may even win. Same thing with the Eagles. That's why the very first game that the Eagles play in New York, I really, I, I initially had them losing that game and I went back and I changed it, but it, it could really go either way. And especially in the NFC East, it seems like the teams are just they They just beat the crap out of each other. And it's always, 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 you know, there's always a probability that they, they go four and four against each other. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's uh to me, and it's always been this way, is is one of the absolute best rivalries in any division in any sport. Um, so I think it'll be fun. Uh, I think one thing we do need to do, uh, we'll have to revisit this at the end of the season and kind of see where we fell. Now, granted, a lot of us stuff, we kind of pick the same outcomes and we're really close on record. Uh, but a couple of these games that we were differing on, I'd be curious to see what actually happens. And, you know, I think the funny thing is if the polar opposite happened, the whole thing, they finished, you know, 0-17. Oh, yeah. Well, that, no, see that now because we went through and did this, every game we picked them to win, like where we were both on the same page where they won, they're going to lose. And every game where we were both on the same page for them to win, they're going to, they're going to, or yeah, where they, we yeah. had them winning, they're going to lose. Where we had them losing, they're going to win. If we both picked the different things, they're going to tie. That's right. Yeah. So how many ties do we have this year? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and 17. No. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That'd be their friggin' luck. We don't get the oh, first. We don't get the uh, the the first um, pick because we tied all of our games. <laughs> but we don't win yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 hey guys, we had the undefeated season. Yeah, kind <laughs> of. <laughs> oh man! All right, man. Well, that's been that was fun. Uh, we'll have to definitely revisit this though, and, and hopefully we. Uh, Hopefully we're wrong and, and maybe they're like yeah. 17 and 0. So yeah, we'll have to maybe what we'll do is we'll do we'll revisit like week nine and just see where we're at. And then yeah. uh, and then we'll we'll revisit obviously at the end and see see how close we were and or how friggin' completely off the reservation we were. Um, but should be should be a good season. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, you know what else can I say? But fly eagles fly, and uh, oh yeah, Dallas sucks. Well, we've been the noise brigade. We have, have a good been night, everyone. Have a good night, and one more time of feeling Dallas sucks.